Okay. Hello. It has been uh, it's been a week. Literally, it's been about a week. This is the Sporculation Podcast. Uh, we are here. I'm Yusuf Rashid. I'm Anton Wong. I'm Parse. And uh, for the first time in about a few months, we are back on Zoom because uh, number one, COVID. Number two, it's getting cold. And uh, both. Yeah. So, so we, yeah. we, like for the past couple months or weeks, been doing it. Uh, outside of uh, in Yusuf's backyard, but uh, it's getting a little, little, a bit chilly. So just yeah, doing it this way. We live in Canada, and it gets cold here very quickly. So yeah, here we are. But uh, you know, not it could be worse. We could not be doing the show at all, but we are. Yeah. So <clears throat> here are the things we're talking about today. If anything, we're talking about. So uh, of course, the NBA finals finished up. We did a whole episode uh, in regards to the bubbles and all that. But now we are under the potential assumption that the NBA season will be starting back up on Christmas Day of this year for the 2020-2021 season. Before that, I That's have a lot of 20s. That's a lot of 20s, yeah. 2020, Before that, 2021. Before that, I have some questions to ask. Question number one and two and three. Actually, maybe two regards, of course, are reigning NBA champions, not the Toronto Raptors, the LA Lakers. First question being my computer, just there we go. Uh, And this is, I think, the question that everyone's asking right now is because it's free agency period. Will we see the future of the Lakers be run by Kobe or not Kobe, rest in peace, Kobe, by um, by LeBron and Anthony Davis? Because Anthony Davis is a free agent right now and has not re-signed to the Lakers yet. But will he be part first. of the future going forward? Um, so I'll answer the first part about that. Uh, well, they just won the championship. So it's, it's fair to say that the, the, the NBA has to take a real hard look at the Lakers. They, they, you really got to know that that's the team you, you're trying to beat, especially here in the Western Conference. I think every team knows that that's, that's the benchmark right now. Used to be Golden State Warriors, now it's the Lakers, because, uh, you know, it's pretty tough to stop uh, two uh, all-NBA players, especially who are in arguably, arguably the top five players in the NBA altogether. Um, now, in terms of the second part of the question, uh, you know, if AD's going to resign, resign. We have no doubts in our heads that he's going to resign with LeBron. He's already said publicly he wants to play with LeBron. I think the game he's playing right now is just to be patient, enjoy the time that he has of one because he just won about a week back, week and a half back. So there's no rush in 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 trying to sign and, and trying to do all that kind of stuff. I think the whole organization as a whole, the Lakers and himself, want to just enjoy what just happened. You are an NBA champion now, Anthony Davis, from Chicago. You were the, the highest. You were, you did average the most points per game on the squad, 27.7 points per game. And so there's no signing, no rushing that. Going back to the first part of the question, um, you know, we have to, re, have to also look at the remarkable things that happened with, with the Lakers. They, they, they had some big off-season off signing. They traded away a lot of their future to get this guy, Anthony Davis. And then – uh, towards the deadline, picking up key role players like uh, Marquise Morris and J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters to help with that playoff run, who at times did do their jobs. I mean, we're not going to, you know, obviously miss out on the fact that J.R. Smith only played 10 minutes in that playoffs, and he's the first person to shut off. What? 
But, you know, like this is they did their job, they got the ring, and um, they got a team to beat. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I feel like um, the Lakers have this uh, good, nice, good moment in time uh, after uh, winning the uh, championship ring. And, and I feel like, uh, it, you know, it's hard to stop momentum. Um, uh, and I, yeah, have very little doubt in my mind that uh, Anthony Davis is just trying to like get a little bit more money out of the situation, just saying like, hey, uh, I got uh, I got us a, a chip, so maybe uh, you can get me a little more money here uh, in my contract. That'd be nice. That'd be real nice. Um, so uh, yeah, and I think that uh, you know this is going to go on for another uh, two three years. Like they're going to be strong um, uh, championship contenders. Um, so it's like it's going to be them, and and probably uh, you're going to see like Miami. Uh, also still in the conversation like definitely you know you've been seeing people saying like oh you know if uh bam and goran were uh were were okay then uh would have been different people are saying you know it's what ifs what ifs but you know it's it's cool it's a fun <laughs> conversation it's a fun conversation you know uh yep. so uh yep. but uh that yeah i i think that uh lakers have uh made their comeback so uh yeah yusuf a conversation, nevertheless, nonetheless. But um, yeah, you know, we're gonna see LA in the conversation for for a while. And um, with that, I, I think of something when I think of this LA Lakers team, <clears throat> is that this was a team that was, of course, you know, superstar dominant with AD and LeBron, and underneath them with all the sort of misfit players that they have. And and don't get me wrong here, I'm not trying to say that. You know, Markeith Morris, Dwight Howard, J.R. Smith. I'm not trying to say that these guys are misfits like they're useless. No, I say they're misfits because these were guys that were once in their prime, once good players that were overlooked by the teams they were on and sort of thrown away because teams thought they had no use for them anymore. Now, L.A. picked them all up. By L.A., I mean LeBron. Picked them all up and created this almost juggernaut like dynamo so to speak and the one thing i realized watching this la team besides watching anthony davis and lebron just score everything and destroy everything in their path was this was a team that was truly a defensive heavy team even for lebron putting up good defensive numbers in rebounds and blocks so obviously with the NHL, just quickly sidebarring here, but you'll see why. But with the NHL, we saw very defense-heavy teams make their way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. And in the final four, we saw Dallas and the Islanders in their respective conferences make it that far. Who, offensively, maybe not the strongest. Defensively, unreal. And now we're, going, we're probably going to be seeing a change in, I guess, the meta, you would call it in the NHL moving forward where you're going to have more teams that are going to rely on a very defense heavy strategy, a trap heavy sort of style. Now with the NBA, we've seen, of course, recently we saw the superstar era in the two thousands. We saw the small ball era with the golden state warriors. Do you think moving forward teams will switch to a more defense heavy style after seeing this Lakers team and seeing guys like 
seeing guys like Markeith Morris, seeing guys like Alex fucking Caruso, who I still can't believe is an NBA champion, that are defense heavy for that team in order for them to succeed. Do you think that we're going to see more teams doing that down the road, if not as close as next season? I mean, I think that whole niche of, you know, defense wins championships and things are still as as much important. But to to say what it really is is that if you want to win a championship, you need you need superstar players. I think what happened in 2012 with Miami winning when they had Wade, Bosch, and LeBron on the same team that three superstar heavy ideal is still very much very much important to win a championship these days in the NBA. And we can look at the Golden State Warriors in 2015, but to be honest, they got lucky because they didn't, they didn't have to play Kyrie Irving. They didn't have to play against Kevin Love, who were all injured. And LeBron was able to still get two games out of them. If Kevin Love was healthy in that game, that, that series probably could have went to seven because the fear would have set in. Uh, Golden State wasn't really prepared to defend them. And, and no, all credit to Andre Iguodala, who, who played an amazing defense, but he still didn't stop a guy from making it hard on your guys and taking a couple games, right? We fast forward to the 2016 season. You have the same three. You have Andre Iguodala, but you guys blow a 3-1 lead to Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James. One of the best championships, I think, of this 2020, like 21st century, um, I guess, championships that I ever watched, right? Excluding what we saw with the Raptors. Just because coming back 3-1 from a dynasty dynasty team that went 73-9, it's hard to ignore. Um, so, you know, I don't think this whole defensive style thing is ever going to go away. I think guys like Markeith Morris and Alex Caruso, they just kind of fit with the niche. But the championship, and we, all, we can all agree, came from the fact that you have two really big superstars and role players who played their role. Um, and when you, look, you really see that when you look at the 2018 and 2019 Warriors when they, had, when they added Kevin Durant. Now you have three superstars in Clay, Steph, and KD, role players like Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala. And just for argument's sake, because we all know who the real goat of NBA is, that boy shooting with, with four NBA Finals appearances, has like four different rings, three of them with the Warriors, one with a different team. You guys, knew, you guys know who I'm talking about. He's on the Raptors right now. I'm not even going to say his name. You guys figure it out. I already know who it is. So, well, it's not JaVale it. McGee, that's for sure. It's not JaVale McGee. To think about that team where there were KD, Clay, and, and Steph, that's, three, again, three superstar formula, role players playing their role, and they steamroll through everybody. And a lot of people argue that that Raptors, that Raptors championship doesn't happen if KD's healthy. And, you know, you can take that with what you will. But the, the, prime, the prime answer is if you want to win a championship in the NBA, you need two, three superstars. You need role players. So the Lakers had that entire formula. I don't think that's ever going to change. It's not really about the defense. Um, that will come when people start to gel. I think you can learn a lot of that from the Clippers because the Clippers, like they've been saying all year, that's a defensive team. That's a team that, oh, you know, you can't score more than 90 on them. And then they yet, yet they get rolled in three games by the Nuggets. It's it's not just getting a whole bunch of defensive players. It's, it's the whole gel. And the Warriors have that. The Lakers have that now. We're going to be interested to see how the NBA season unfolds next year. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be a massive surprise. Anton, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I mean, so I'm not like the biggest uh, biggest brain on uh, how, you know, basketball strategies. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I definitely think that, like, from what I've seen and just, like, 
from what you have uh, witnessed through the the fact of uh, each team that has has won the championship for like the past twenty years, um, the vast majority have had, or all of them actually have had at least the the two two team uh, star thing. Uh, sort of like what uh, Parsi you mentioned this like two weeks ago or last week or yeah two weeks ago when we when we met up, you said that uh, yeah every single team had at least two key players uh you know with uh the Cavs you had uh, uh Kyrie yeah. and and uh, and LeBron you you uh with uh, the Raptors you have you had um uh you know you had the claw and um and of course uh, uh, um you guys know his name the, yeah. the guy from West Philly to your city yeah <laughs> um anyway I, I don't know if pure defense works in 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 basketball. Like I feel like it, it'll definitely what you're talking about with hockey. We talk talk about this in a separate podcast, but like, yeah, right. I think having strong defense in hockey just because the amount of points that get scored is so low compared to uh, the amount of points that get scored in in uh, in basketball. Um, you know, like is literally every you know minute. Uh, or 30 seconds uh, so there's a there's two points that get scored so you know uh, really I, I just don't uh, see the ability to only rely heavily on defense um, not that it's not important but yeah you do need you, you, you need uh, you need point scorers and point scorers you do need and what do you need for those point scorers? You got to pay them. You got to pay them. You need money. <clears throat> Here's the problem, though. At least with the NHL, what we know right now is that they're going... <clears throat> Excuse me. At least what we know with the NHL right now is that they are going through a flat cap situation because of the COVID pandemic. Because they didn't make any money. So they can't really raise the cap. They can't lower the cap right now. Right? There's not a lot of revenue. So, not sure what the NBA is doing in that right now, although I will look that up. But my question here, as we look forward, is because, you know, you need your superstars. You have to pay your superstars. A lot of these guys are going to be free agents in a year. So, what, like, what, 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 do, we, what do we get? Do these guys go for a buck and try to make it big? Or will we start to see superstars be willing to make pay cuts to either stay on the team they're currently on? Or, this is a wild thought, could we see a team just completely throw everything off the radar and start signing you know, good players to very small contracts what with the current situation <clears throat> and build a new super team? Like the Nets, for example, because they already have KD and Kyrie. Could we, with this COVID pandemic situation cap, I will look up right now if there actually is any effect on it, could we potentially see like either players taking pay cuts or uh, like a potential new super team on the horizon? Like not obviously won't show up next season, but, you know, maybe this might be the beginning of it. Um, 
this is a very loaded question. So it's going to be, it's, it's really tough to answer, to be honest with you, because we don't know what the players are capable of. And I, I guess this question is kind of geared towards teams like, like, like the Lakers, uh, like the Clippers and things like that. Teams uh, where they, they need to sign a bunch of guys, but it's uh, the pay is going to be kind of uh, secluded. And the reason why I say those two teams in particular is because those two teams have been vocal about getting other guys. There has been talks about Chris Paul wanting to come play with LeBron. There's been talks of Kawhi saying that he would like a strong point guard to come to the Clippers to help them uh, get over that hump. But those guys historically have never really taken pay cuts. Kawhi's never really taken a pay cut. Um, LeBron James, he was he. There was four four years in Cleveland where they said if they took a pay cut, they could possibly get even more guys more helpful guys to help him win more rings in Cleveland. He didn't take a pay cut. He left and went to the Lakers. So I don't see based on the past, if they, how they like, you know, are going to do the pay cut stuff. But I can say right now that um, it's going to be hard to make that decision. I think it's too early to answer that kind of question right now. Who knows what, what general managers are willing to do? Who knows what players are willing to accept? If I was the White Howard personally, I would probably go for the money at this point because I already did everything my resume offered. I'm, I was already part of defense. I already was in a dunk contest. Uh, you know, I've been in multiple R-Star games. I have the ring now. I did a great stint in Orlando that, that made that franchise what it is today. I should be Hall of Fame. Maybe not quickly, but I should be in there. And, you know, you can say the same thing, same thing about... I about, think uh, Shaq would disagree with you there. Oh, definitely. Hey, buddy, I'm going to let you know right here that uh, I, Shaquille... We're, I think as a whole, we should all say that feud is not dead. I don't feel like it is, even though he can – Shaq apparently said that you can now go and call yourself Superman. I'm pretty sure that feud is not, not – mm. And if you know about the feud, if you're, if you're a little bit confused about that feud thing I'm talking about, there is a feud between Shaquille O'Neal and Dwight Howard that dates back to um, his stint with Orlando. Shaq just becoming an NBA analyst and the whole – 2012 dunk contest so if you want to learn more about that i'm sure we're going to run a an episode on just just oh man that's talk. a great idea it's gonna be called beefs all beef it's gonna where's be called toxic toxic yeah. sports or like toxic no, where's where's, yeah, where's yeah. the beef where's that's the, the beef? that's the future episode it's gonna be called where's the beef where's the beef, where's the beef? Where's the beef or something yeah. it's, it's just toxic yeah. but you know going back on track here with your question about you know what they've been signing about uh you know christmas coming up in the nba I think the NBA is focused on, on getting back their revenue and uh, they're going to do whatever possible to do that. So they don't even care if people have a broken foot, they're going to try to run the season. Um, and I think it's a small window of free agency we're looking at right now. And I'm, I'm not, I don't think anybody takes a pay cut because COVID hit a lot of people, even if you're yeah. not in sports, you felt. Yeah. It hit everyone. <clears throat> not as, My question not is, is like, Oh, I want to ask uh, statisticians. If there's a way to Billy Bean sabermetrics money ball your way from a from a poor team to a playoff team, I want to know if that's a possibility with basketball. I mean, like basketball is like just a lot of physicality. Yeah. Like baseball is, it is very like it's far more calculating um, in terms of like every single pitch that is thrown yep. uh, versus basketball like things are kind of always happening well like, well, like with baseball, even less with like a hockey like it's yeah. even harder to do that with a hockey you can't just you know like the the tampa won without stamkos yep. so i don't yeah, i don't know well, like, i'm just well, like curious with, about with that. baseball like just sidebarring off here quickly 
uh, which we, 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 we will get to this at a later time, but uh, you know what the World Series is going on right now. People are talking about this constantly is uh, the LA Dodgers payroll for uh, Clayton Kershaw and Mookie Betts combined is 20, I think $29 million a year for those two. The entire Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Rays payroll is $28 million a year for the <laughs> entire team. Well, well, okay. I don't know. Do I, I guess they make more revenue, right? I'd, they, I'd assume so. I just, it's yeah, a classic mid-market versus big market. Um, and it's, it's entirely what you want in baseball, too, because it, it makes it so much more fun and entertaining. Right, but then that's the thing that baffles me. I mean, yeah, every sport is different. It doesn't mean it always no, works. Seriously, like, I, want, I want, like, someone, like, uh, who, <laughs> I want someone, like, a statistician uh, working for the Kings to, like, oh. bring the Sacramento Kings. That'd be to, interesting. Yeah. To a playoff like, spot. Like yeah, a good just, playoff like, spot. have him be the Jonah Hill to, to someone else's And then they're going to make pit. a movie out of it and actually yeah. get Jonah Hill to do it and... <laughs> Is that is that possible with basketball? Because there's so few, like the roster is so small compared to yeah. uh, compared to baseball rosters. Um, is is that even a possibility? Because the game is always running. Whereas like with baseball, it's like the game's really only running when a pitch is thrown yeah. or when when the ball is when the ball is live when the ball is moving. Or if you're yesterday's game, just chaos in the ninth inning. But that's what you know what, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that game but, is um, so no, it's um, <laughs> it that's an inter- <laughs> that game was dumb. It's a really interesting question to ask because, like, with you know, with basketball players, like, okay, parse. How many players are on a roster at one time? What's 15? the max? 15? Fifteen. Okay, so you have fifteen guys there. Hockey and then baseball, term- like they they travel with like forty guys. Right? Yeah, they travel with forty people. Maybe maybe less, maybe more. Sometimes it depends on the it depends on the roster size. Hockey travels with I think it's max twenty five people, twenty three people. Um, but you, and the thing is, like you know, obviously, like every sport is physically different in their own way. But you're looking at these things like <laughs> like the parody of it talking about like with the Rays and the Dodgers a team that only pays a total of 28 million dollars a year for their whole team <clears throat> versus a team that pays 28 million dollars to two guys that are currently battling it out for the championship you're not really going to see that in basketball I don't think like yeah. you know realistically you, you never, you're never true. actually you know it's it. true like you Billy never B yeah. see that Billy Bean himself has even gone on record saying, like, I don't even know if I can get – like, he said himself that I'm not even sure. Like, once you reach playoffs, it's kind of luck from there for mm-hmm. baseball. Like, I can, you know, with 162 games, yeah. um, my my stuff only works in uh, – like, my, my strategy only works during regular season. It doesn't work during playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Like, once you get there, that's, that's – uh, my hands are off from – my hands are tied from there. So, Dude, you can't do this in basketball because yeah. in basketball you you're allowed four max slots and then some. You're in basketball you're allowed to to pay guys for for like limited deals one two 
or even the, the whole five-year thing, right? And then there's the rookie deals where if you draft really well, that rookie becomes so instrumental towards your offense and things like that. And the cities, the, the cities that are involved mostly in the championships are most often the big cities, even if it may not be big to you. Cleveland in a basketball sense is still a big market. So it's hard for you to say, yeah, I would love to see a money ball situation because it's like, ah, like when's the last time you've seen, when's the last time you've seen like New Jersey switch teams? So when's the last time you saw the Nets in, in, in a real in a good position, playoff? right? Right. That's the thing, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think back now of like all the teams that have made the, when have you ever seen Charlotte make it to the, to, yeah. To, yeah. Like, you know, that's a mid market team. you look back at, well, I mean, okay. Well, the, the Jazz is, right. has had some, has had some luck, right? The Jazz have had some right, luck. and they also so. they signed. I mean, Gobert I think is on the max, I or Gobert so. near the max, I'm and they signed. And when Donovan got off of his rookie, like he started making a lot more, or he might be up for his deal now. I'm so again, I have to do some research on that one, but I'm checking while we talk. Those things, you know. Uh, Gobert's four years, one hundred and two. What's the uh, Mike Conley's on the max for you? Mike Conley's on the max. Wow. Mike Conley's on the max. So how um, are they? But, how are they supposed to improve towards money boss? But if they keep paying people, that I mean, I swear the NBA is one of the only sports out there that allows you to just make 30, 30 million for for like a season. And yeah, just I mean, yeah, baseball's in its own category. Baseball, yeah, baseball I, is. I mean, like ridiculous I, numbers. Baseball is a whole, yeah, even it's though like their we're talking their revenue is hockey not, doesn't even do this right. Like right. yeah. Well, hockey doesn't, doesn't make even, as much. Yeah, he makes it. He, so. he'll, he'll probably like near there on the endorsements, but on his own, just just salary from team, <laughs> not even making near that. Unless your name's John Tavares or Connor McDavid, not really. And but they also got hard cap too. So. They do have hard cap. And they don't have the larger tax system. Yeah, yeah literally no up. cap. Yeah, <laughs> no cap. What cap? But there's a cap. Yeah, but um. um but yeah, so you know, I'm I'm thinking back to like the teams that have made the NBA finals over the last ten years, let's say ten years from like twenty ten to now. So you've had let's see, you've had the Lakers, the Warriors, Cavs, the Heat, Spurs, the Mavericks. But the thing about the Spurs the Raptors, well here's here's what I'm getting to. Raptors is I shared it around. Here's what I'm getting to. On almost all of those squads, you can at least name the big two or three players that they pay a ton of money to with the exception of maybe the Dallas Mavericks in Toronto because Dallas name another star other than Dirk name another other than Dirk oh on that on that uh 20 you're talking about that 2011 season? the 2011 squad yeah Jason Terry yeah. Jay Barea Jason Kidd was on the team Jason Kidd yeah but um, we're talking about like you know, these are not scrubs. We're not saying no. I know scrubs. they're not scrubs. I'm not. I'm not oh, I love money ball players. But like these are guys who, uh, off, well, you could say like half that team was past his prime. Yes, we're talking about like the younger guys, like not you know younger, younger, but we're talking like prime era. Yeah, where they're getting a ton of money. Where like the only person you can think of is Dirk, but even then, Dirk was old. Dirk was past his prime by probably two years. Jason Terry past his prime. Yep. Jason long. Kidd he, was he was bouncing around the past his prime. Jason Kidd, that was a that was a hail mary for a ring. I don't yeah. even think by him going there, he thought he was gonna even get a ring. Right. Um. There's a ton of people on that team. Tyson Chandler got a ring out. Oh of my god! Yeah. Chicago. 
And yeah, then he got helped with so, his sons. Got, got that that I think it was a short year deal with the, uh, so. with the Dallas Mavericks because I yeah. think he made the move a couple years later to go to New York where he almost had some success. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But then you know you look at every other team. You 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 know that these teams have paid like big. I can't. You can't. Okay, there you go. Big money for these players, right? Because that's just how the game works. You're not going to see a team that has a small like. Sorry, sorry. I just steals one. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> did they? Did they win? They did they beat Tennessee? Damn, clean, <laughs> clean sheet, clean record right oh, there. Oh. <laughs> They're up. They were up like 14 nothing, And then they were up 20, 27 to 7 or something like that. And the final score is 27 to 24. Okay, well, they, they are 100% win record right now this season. Oh, God. Wait. No. I think they're the, the only Jets team that score. Yet. Let me check the Jets score. They might are the be Jets the exact still winless? opposite. Are the Jets still winless? Sorry, Yusuf, you were saying something though. Yes, I was. Um, but you you have teams. You were that asking are... if the Jets are still winless. No, before that. No, before that. Oh, whoops. <laughs> so here's the thing. Going and the answer the... is yes. By the way, the answer is yes. The Jets are still winless. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to see a lot of teams make the NBA Finals with small payrolls. You're not. Like I think that's just a reality. Like even you know. In hockey, it's the same thing. You're not going to see teams that'll make the end. Okay, maybe they might be able to make the playoffs with a small payroll, depending on the kind of players they have. But then you look at you know the players with the big payrolls, the guys that have, that have the guys that have you know no salary cap space left heading into the off season, that are just sitting there like, yeah, we are spending all our money on these guys, and we will not do anything except uh, either win or fail miserably. Toronto. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're like the perfect example of, of like, yeah, you can spend a lot of money on some stars. And the project just but isn't yeah, working. Yeah, but it just doesn't work. Yeah. And then you lose to uh, a, like an actual mid-market team. team. Mm-hmm. Uh, even possibly considered <clears throat> small market team, Columbus, a yeah. defensive team. We're like, and that's, you know, that's the wild thing is I'm just going to quickly uh, get... Uh, oh, don't even get me started on the wild. Oh, oh man. The Minnesota. So the Columbus Blue Jackets, this is from, I mean, this is from today uh, with all the signings they've made. But so far, I think they only came, like they came realistically into this offseason with about $16 million, $17 million in cap space. That may be, maybe 20 actually. Like they had a good twenty million dollars in cap space, and as a mid-sized market team, like I mid to small market team, I don't think Columbus is anywhere near large, like middle, like upper middle tier of like the market. But you know that's just the beauty of playoff sports is these things will happen. But of course, in most situations, the team that spends the most money is the team that will presumably do well. Tampa did that. Tampa had like nothing left in cap space and they won the cup. Yeah. They went all in and said, screw it. We're doing it. You know, signing guys to like a million dollar contracts. The Lakers of course did that this year, signing, you know, some guys to like small contracts for a year, just basically rentals went for a hail Mary and said, okay, this is it. The Leafs are doing that right now. And Oh God, I am knocking on every piece of wood in my house to see if that works. If not, you're getting a sequel to that frustration episode. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, 
I think that's all we got to say. I kind of want to move on to like what next season looks like. Yes, let's do that. For basketball? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So the plan is that they're going to be starting on Christmas Day. I don't know how it's going to work yet. I don't think anyone does because we have a problem being Canada. I, I think they said that they that they might play at the KFC Yum Center. I heard some reports that they might yeah, play so, in okay. Kentucky. I mean, okay. I confirmed that too. They said they're going to be playing in Kentucky. So if you're a Toronto fan, you're not watching any games live. Unless you're no. Playing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sportsnet's going to be airing them, I think. Hopefully. Trying to. You're in COVID. Just stay home. Yeah. Okay? yeah, yeah you just do that too. Just stay home. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's Florida. A- oh man, we just got to do a whole episode about the uh, year of Florida. Florida, the year of Florida, Florida, Florida. Florida. Tampa, um, both Tampa and Miami are doing kind of well right now for yeah. uh, the NF- I was, NFL. I was really yeah. hoping that Miami, that Miami curse was real, bro. That Miami Marlins curse. Bro, the Marlins curse. That's a nice thing to know. It's like, yeah, if we ever make it to the postseason, we're gonna win. <laughs> so yeah. we just gotta make it to the postseason. Yeah, um, and they rolled but- back up. <laughs> but going back to the going back to the NBA season stuff, um, I don't know. So next season the plan is what seventy one games? They're gonna shorten it, obviously. They're not doing yeah seventy two right? games. Seventy two. Okay. So I mean, possibly starting Christmas. This works. Oh yeah, uh, right. Into the Adam Silver um, plan because remember the, the players are all vocal saying that the season is way too grueling, way too long, especially Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> 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 so so uh, seventy two games is like being agreed upon. And uh, it kind of works well to see if it see if it makes any sense. I know for the longest time the Leafs have been running with eighty two games. I've loved eighty two <laughs> games. Feels great. Feels awesome to know every two days, three days is going to be a game. Um, I think it'd suck if we ever went down towards seventy two, but it probably wouldn't take away from the excitement of it. But that's what they want to do, and um, I think the season is going to be exciting. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, uh, we we're lucky, really lucky, to get a season this year. Yeah. And I think we're going to continue that success going forward. So um, your bets and long shots, I mean, Lakers, you can't really bet against them. They're going to do – I'm not saying they're going to run through the regular season and beat every single team, but, you know, they're probably going to have a really positive record unless there's a big trade, probably win the West again. In the East, though, there's going to be some quit, just some craziness because, again, we don't know where Giannis is going. We don't know – That's if, right. He's still a free agent. We don't know if if the Wizards – I've been hearing a lot of talk about the Wizards saying if they're just one signing away from having John Wall, Bradley Beal, and, a, and another star, and, you, and you're going up against some of the best rookies there with Rui, Rui Hachimura, the Japanese guy. So And they already have their defensive core. They just, need some, they just need the coach to kind of buy – they need the system to buy in, and they could really be making noise in the East. And then you got Miami, and you got um, – the Raptors, who are still with their core, but that's going to change, I feel. I feel like Toronto doesn't want to pay Lowry another max. And I feel like like Ananobi, as cool as he is, you got to be getting more out of this guy if you're going to pay him. I think it would be a mistake if they paid him, regardless of his late-game heroics in Game 3. Yeah, Game 2. Oh, no, it was Game 3. It was Game 3. 3? That was the shot because Boston was up 2 nothing. Right, right? okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, free agency is going to be weird because there are a lot of teams that are going to be like, there are going to be a few teams I think that'll make some very drastic changes. I think the East is going to be that conference to do that, though. The West, for the most part, I think is sticking to their guns and just firing on all cylinders. Well, except for the Clippers, because apparently uh, Kawhi has informed Clippers front office that they need a good point guard. 
I mean, and uh, there's a massive not, well, there's, we a, there's a massive blowing up rumor going around that it's going to be Kyle Lowry. That would be, that would benefit Toronto so much. Hold on, yes. Before we get to any of this, I have great news, guys. What the Lions like, won a game. <laughs> Good job. Let's go. I'm so proud. They, what, are, they are three and three now. Keep yeah. doing oh, yeah. the things I want to. I'm wanted. so proud of them. Anyways, <laughs> we're stopping. We're stopping this podcast to have to have football updates. Steelers won, Lions won, everything's good. <laughs> and the Jets lost. And the Jets lost. <laughs> Jets lost. And the Browns won. Oh my God! Washington beat Dallas twenty-five to three. Anyways, um, football's weird. Yeah. So there's this massive rumor going around. Obviously, nothing's confirmed because everything's magic beans at this point. That they might be trying to snag Kyle Lowry. Now, I have to ask you, Parse, why would that be a good thing for Toronto? That would be a great thing for Toronto because, one, you get rid of that money off your books, and you don't have to, like, stress yourself out about paying him. I know you guys gave him the one year, but, like, honestly, like, Toronto is in this weird spot where we've already got the job done. We need to rebuild for the next run. And, like, you have this guy named Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet, who, in my opinion, deserves a lot of money. And I'm not just talking about, like, you know, maybe 15, 17, 14. I'm talking about he deserves a max. The dude is talented. The dude is a baller. The dude straight up has rainbow three-pointers in Golden State's building to win a championship in game six, okay? He is a certified guy. You need to pay him. But in order to pay him, he has to be running the offense. He has to learn all those kind of things. I feel like Lowry has done that enough. Now, these playoffs showed me a lot that he's not a true point guard, as in he's not going to be able to lead a team based on his intellect. It's mostly going to be on his bucket making. So that's going to be very interesting to see if Van Lee can make that switch, if Toronto needs something like that. But I feel like for Toronto, letting go of Lowry now saves them in the long run. I feel like they can still be a, a formidable team in the East without stretching themselves financially and still keep themselves in the, in the Giannis sweepstakes, even though I, I, now I don't think they're going to get him. It'd be weird if they got him. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Anton. I, I think uh, well, my my comment was really going to be more talking about the uh, uh, our our previous point before the interruption of of the Lions winning. Uh, I think we were talking about uh, what it's uh, it's going to look like uh, next season, um, and so I think like seventy two games, uh, the way that they they're planning to do it, they they're saying maybe to have like a whole play as many games with one team at once in a certain market. So, you know, play all of your games, just play like a series of games in, you know, let's say you're traveling to uh, Chicago and then just play a series of games there or play a series of games in, you know, Atlanta um, instead of having to like travel going back and forth between the different places um, and then I guess it would be kind of helpful if for LA, you just, you're at the Staples Center. Yeah. So you just get it all done in one shot. Yep. Um, so I think they might do that and they, either that, or they might um, kind of go, they'll probably, they'll stay fa- uh, fanless um, for the most part, at least most, so. most think, cities. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of the States will probably allow it, but it'll yeah. be like close to what the NFL is doing if that's the case. Um, yep. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, 
pacing the way that they're pacing that out because they got to finish um, before July because July 23rd, I think, is when the Olympics start, uh, the Summer Olympics. That's right. So, so they got to prepare for that. Like the same people who have the broadcast rights, they got to make sure yeah. that... And then also got to allow the team... Uh, Whoever's the, the on the U.S. Rest, national team. Yeah, they got to allow yeah. them time to rest up a little bit uh, and get ready for... Yeah, because normally between the Olympics and the NBA finals, because the finals are always done by like late June, yeah. and the Olympics are right. two months later. I just find it funny that Canada's actually trying to go for a gold medal. <laughs> why not? <laughs> we're not going to get one, but we're just, why not, you know? Because the Americans <clears throat> just automatically get the gold medal. Bro. That's okay. It's not them, it's Spain. That's okay. The Russians and the Americans still try to get a gold in hockey, but you know, no one. No, it's definitely like it's 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 the other way around. We talk about hockey. It's like it's funny that Canada and the Russians think that they can actually get a gold medal in hockey with Canada around. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. You know, so long as like this country still has their Exist. team competing in that like sport in the Olympics, you're not getting a gold medal. Like, just everyone gets a consolation prize, and then <laughs> yeah, it's just like who's going to. Is it going to be Sweden or America? You know, <laughs> like, will the Russians finally not suck? Oh, Find man. out next time. And, and, you know, Anthony, you made a good point, like, um, with yeah. the whole um, Olympics thing. Because, like, again, I feel like a lot of these are the clash sports related in that time, yeah. like, between April to the summer. So that's going to be interesting to see. I think um, another final thought I have to give, I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm obligated to say this. If you're a sports fan in the NBA and you're looking for a team to be a fan of who hasn't really come up into fruition but is has a bright future, I implore you to look at the Atlanta Hawks. I implore you. The Hawks are a good team. Yeah. Okay. They, they have they more were, promise than the Knicks or yeah, the, the Hornets. They do. They, do. Um, they were second last last year. So don't look at the record last year, but look at who they have on their team. They have DeAndre Hunter. They have Cam Reddish. They have Trey Young. These are all very young, blemishing stars starting to come into their own. Trey Young, of course, is a certified name. He was an NBA All-Star this year. Yep. They have Clint Capella, a certified big man. He's not like crazy Hakeem Olajuwon, but he'll, he'll get you 15 and 10 most nights. He's a, he's a threat. And um, they just opened up some space with Vince Carter leaving so they can actually make a, a couple more small signings maybe around the league to get themselves a little better defensively. They could really – they could go for that eight-seed eight seat spot and get it or that seven-seed. And just look for them. I, I would honestly, if you're, if you're into thinking of teams to pick that can go far or even make a playoff spot that you're on defensive, Atlanta is one of them. They could definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Atlanta's going to be one of those teams. Atlanta, I don't know. I feel like Minnesota, like Utah, Minnesota, Atlanta, um, Memphis are going to be those teams you talk about next season, you know? Um, yeah, with that, I think we're good to go here. We got final thoughts. And I guess those are Parsons' final thoughts. If you have anything, yes, that's the thumbs up. We're good to go here. My final thoughts is, um, you know, I don't know how the NBA is going to do it next season. But I feel like they'll do a good job considering the success of the bubble. If they have to go to like, you know, four bubbles or two, depending, it might work, you know? I don't know how the situation with COVID is going to be, but by then I think it'll be a very good thing that the NBA does and the NHL if they decide to do that as well, but we'll see. As far as teams go, 
keep betting on the Lakers. Um, we'll see. I think there's going to be a lot of shakeup in the East. Like a lot of shakeup, especially with Giannis just lurking and chilling while his brother is an NBA champion and didn't even play a single game in the playoffs, I think. Um, yeah, and then the West is just going to stay the West. I think there's going to be maybe one or two changes here and there, and then, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. The hope is Christmas Day. They're going to have one final negotiation on October 30th, so that is Friday, I believe. And um, we'll see. We'll just have to see. But, uh, yeah, you know, so far, so good with the NBA. Uh, okay, yeah, my final thoughts uh, is that if the Lakers – uh, are on the trajectory that they currently are on. Uh, I, I request that they uh, please uh, trade for um, to pick up Patrick McCall so that he can get uh, another ring uh, yeah. without doing anything. Um, <laughs> Good enough. Uh, no, but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting uh, for next next season because you know that seventy two game season is it actually going to be seventy two games? And then what what's the agreement with the players association going to be going to look like? And then also, like, as we know, COVID changes things so quickly. So, um, like, in an, in an instant, you know, like, there could be a breakout. And then they would have to just cancel, outright cancel games uh, because they have that deadline of the Olympics. Uh, they can't just keep postponing things. Um, so they might have to cancel games. And are they going to uh, do that play-in type of, type of deal for, for the playoffs? Uh, that could be interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, apart from that, all I got to say is, um, uh, you know, Sacramento Kings versus uh, the New York Knicks uh, next, next, next year. That's, 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 what I'm, that's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it there. Championship. Uh, uh, yeah. Game seven. It's going to go to the Kings. <laughs> you know, you know, people, you know, people can dream. Actually, you know what? The oh, Kings no. and the Hornets. Let's go. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Michael no. Jordan gets his Michael seventh. Jordan gets his, <laughs> yeah. He was uh, on the roster. <laughs> dude, Michael Jordan, if he if the Hornets won a championship, Michael Jordan's the first one raising that trophy. Like the team will be there being like, we did it. And like one one of them's gonna try to raise the trophy, and then fucking Georgia swipes it out of his hand. He's no, like, I, I did it. I did I did <laughs> And then like late game interview, it's like uh they asked the team, Well, how did you feel about Michael Jordan just swooping in? And they're like, Well, we didn't expect that. But, you know, we said it was a team effort. And then Michael Jordan, Michael, what, why did you do that? And I took it personally. <laughs> With that team being effort. said. What do you mean team effort? What do you mean team? There's no I in team. Now, with that being said, this wraps up this week's episode of Sportulation. I am Yusuf. I'm Anton. I'm Paris. And uh, we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Take care. Let's go, Kings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, wash your hands and like. Yo, did um, wear a mask. Win that two K championship thing, like that two K. Uh oh, yeah. I didn't even know. Oh, anyway, anyways, bye guys.